Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's going on, guys? We are back with the podcast edition of Busted Open. I'm your host, the world's strongest man, and the innovator of violence joins me. Mr. Tommy Dreamer. In the first show of 2021 for Busted Open, a must-listen-to, an emotional show where we talk about an amazing week and a sad week of professional wrestling. But as a community, we mourn together and we heal together with the passing of Brody Lee. We also had an exclusive, a Busted Open exclusive about our own Mark Henry what a show, and I hope everyone uh, listens, because uh, Mark Henry dropped a bomb on where he may be this upcoming week. But before Mimosa Minute, we had something that we always have on every show, and what was the best show of the week? And if you're not first, you're last. So we'll get into that, and we'll see you down the road. Busted open on a Saturday with your morning host, Mark Henry, the world's strongest man and the innovator of violence, His Royal Highness, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, we're going to, man, like we got calls, you know, we, we talked about the week that was. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we talk about the tribute show, uh, reactions, um, and, you know, just some memories, you know, from Tommy and I. And uh, I, I said it on Monday uh, as it relates to uh, our lost brother, Brody Lee. Uh, all of my memories are like funny stuff, you know, and I, I mentioned I told a story that um, when I when I found out he was going to AEW and he had kind of like got his feet wet and had a few, you know, it's establishing the vignettes and everything. I was like, man, good stuff, man. And and he said, uh, he said, Mark, I have to stop you. Like in a real serious tone. And I was like, yo, what's up? And he was like, we still have hope for another world championship. And I'm thinking wrestling like, wow, good job, man. Like, man, that's awesome. And he said, no, 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 I'm not talking about wrestling. He said, they have the World Cornhole Championships now. We can do this. <laughs> I just, Tommy, you, you, you started to uh, get into the game in a little bit too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Me and Christian for a long, long time. Christian was one of the first to bring a game council uh, on the road. And we had many and many a war. We, of course, hid what we were doing because you weren't allowed to be like just stay in your room and 
uh, play video games, but Christian and I had many a Madden. We like to call it uh, the Denver, Colorado incident where he subbed out. Oh, man, he was the Steelers. I was the Jets. And he subbed out Randall L. And for the quarterback, and he did a QB sneak and ran 99 yards on me and beat me with one second to go. And I literally took that controller, chucked against the wall, and I turned to punch him. And (laughs) that was the first time we ever like really almost went at it. And I was, we just started cursing in a lovely red roof uh, in Colorado. (laughs) You know what? I I think that uh, the term boring ass hills was brought on by JBL. Uh, when he started finding out that the boys were not going out anymore, that the boys were staying at the hotel, hang out in the lobby for a little while, and then go to the go to the room and play video games, you just a bunch of boring ass hills, and and that <laughs> it just stuck. Um, but man, the week that was was definitely one for the ages. Um, Tommy, is there something that stands out to you, like, you know, memories and moments that you had that um, it's kind of going to be the the way that you'll always remember, Brody? Uh, with, with Brody, man, I, you know, I've known him. He was always a guy that I've known him since his indie days. You know, I first saw him in Chikara uh, wrestling with Eddie Kingston and then wrestling in CZW and he was one of these guys that you'd always say he was going to make it just because of his size and his talent and his look. He had all those intangibles. I wrestled him a couple of times on the indies. And then one of the hardest parts about this is because we all celebrated his career. And I remember like when he got signed, everybody in the indies was so, so happy for him. And then when he did his stuff in, in you know, FCW, NXT, uh, everyone is so happy for him when he gets called up and he's in this really cool group, the Wyatts. He, you know, you find out with all this that's going on, he was really was the leader of the Wyatts because two guys were very, very green. And the other guy, you know, Bray was the one getting the bigger push. So he had to kind of be the glue that held it all together. And when, I went back to feud with the Wyatts, uh, and, and I said this too on the air. There was this one where I'm taking all the bumps, and I'm taking all the crazy bumps. And I, I literally say, hey, you know I'm the oldest person here. And Bubba, of course, in his Bubba Koresh ways, is just like, you don't even work here. And I was like, all right, yep, that's right. Nobody cares about me. And then... Uh, Luke Brody was just like, I'll take it. They don't care about me either. (laughs) And we were like celebrating in that. And he did, he took all the crazy bumps, you know, and ever since that he's been my profile pick on my Twitter of us going off the stage on raw through two tables. And, uh, you know, then we worked, it was so almost surreal. and, And it was Bubba that put it up there. Um, with, you know, the Christmas loop, we all worked. That was my last, like, run with wwe we all worked together every night you know we we're working madison square garden five years on the 26th the day that he passed and i was just like whoa that really put like life in perspective 
because, you know, five years ago, we're having just this amazing time uh, in front of all these fans, you know, making great money and having fun wrestling. And, and it was that Christmas loop. We did six men, eight men with Kane. Uh, Kane would wrestle Bray on some shows and, and myself and the Dudleys, we would do run-ins on all that. And it was just like, you know, the really wow factor of, wow, five years ago and this, I was sharing the same ring with this person on the day he's passed away and now he's no longer there. And it just really, really hit you that, you know, how special life is and for wrestling fans. And, you know, I know I speak for myself. Uh, we're always, the show goes on and Brody was one of those guys who'd wanted the show go on. And you could see after the tribute, everybody would still be saying stuff. I, I laughed my ass off on MJF's tweet where he wrote F that kid because I'm Brody's son. And I was just like, you know, Brody would have loved that. He really would have. I would tell <laughs> you all the time that she's lucky that I have daughters instead of boys because they would have probably been, you know, 3D'd or put through a table by Bully Ray at like 13 just to do an angle somewhere. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. Like, we're going to go take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to give you – we're going to go to the callers. So stay ready, guys. Don't hang up. I know you've been on hold for a minute, and we're going to give you your time when we come back on Saturday's edition of Busted Open. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. And tonight we come together again to rage against the dying of the light, to celebrate a great human being whose legacy, I hope, inspires us all to be a little bit better of a person every single day. To appreciate the people we love around us every single day. To appreciate, stop and smell the roses every single sunset, every sunrise, every day. I know I will. Because every day is a gift, every day is special. And every day that I got to spend with Brody was just all the more special, and I'm grateful for that. Wow. Mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it, was, it was very good to hear John um, talk about his boy, John. And yeah, that's what it sounded and, and, like. It, it didn't sound and, like um, it didn't sound like Moxley talking about Brody Lee. It sounded like John talking to John. Absolutely. And, you know, the pictures where everyone's talking about and, you know, celebrating Brody's life. Those two guys wrestled on the crappiest of indies and are tearing it up. And then they're on the biggest stage with uh, working the Wyatts versus the Shield, where so many people kept referencing matches to watch uh, of of Brody Lee, and then to go out there and then to be able to tear it up with AEW together and have this big 
big platform to show their body of work. They've been around for a long, long time together. And, you know, you know, John is, is hurting, but he was able to articulate and because it's from the heart and whenever you're, you're a part of that, or when you're at, I mean, awake or a, a service and you have your friends talking about it, you do want to laugh. You do want to just tell stories and just, you know, be that part of his life because you were such a big part of his life. And that's how he will be remembered. And trust me, man, from, you know, Tony Khan purchasing the rights to the song in, in perpetuity so he can show that video and, you know, um, getting rid of uh, retiring the title. So his son could be the champion and Brody could be the champion forever and they'll get a new title. It's just those, those little, little nuances that everything done right. And, and the one thing I saw negative and I, and I, and I just want to kind of touch it cause I know you have your, your own perspective on it was where people said, and Dave got upset about it where WWE should have done more and WWE should have done Why? this that or the other thing exactly wwe they did what they did and, and there was a couple of ways that you could think about it because it's a no-win situation yes wwe could have probably just you know cut a little promo uh cory graves or or just say hey we lost luke harper you know this show goes out to him that's one way you could look at it, it would have pretty much solved every person's issue but if they would have done an entire show to Brody Lee, I know there would be so many people saying that they're exploiting someone's passing for right. ratings. And that's right. wrong because everybody was hurting. And I'm talking about everybody, you know, you could, <clears throat> people want to paint the WWE as this callous, callous, not caring company. Yes, it is a big business and it is a caring, it, 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 it on a surface can appear that way. And at times they do do things like that, but they're also a very, very caring company. And I have seen, and I know Mark has seen them do things above and beyond uh, for people and they don't want credit. They don't want recognition. And, and I've said, I, I know people have paid for funerals for talents and, and, and all that stuff. So there shouldn't be any hate or ill will towards WWE also, bottom line, he did not work. He didn't there work there currently. And I thought I, it would have been disrespectful, Tommy, for the WWE to absolutely, do uh, absolutely. tribute show when he worked for another place where they are the ones that should have had the right to do the tribute to him. Like and I for, for whatever reason, uh, I think that it's still the the whole wrestling and everybody was sensitive at the moment when you. Yes. When you're emotional and you're in a sensitive place about what's going on, you can't make a rational decision because you're not in the right state of mind. And I think that's now everybody's calmed down that I think that everybody is is understanding of that and in the, in, in the way that it was all presented. And um, I also saw some people putting stuff out there like, oh, they just put it on digital and they put it on the website. And I'd be like, you know how many people will watch it on the website and how many more views it will. They get way higher ratings than Monday Night Raw. 
uh, that you can't That's hate why they created on this situation. It. Uh, this week or, or last week, uh, Hall of Fame pitcher Phil Necro died. Phil Necro passed away. He's famous as an Atlanta Brave, though he played for other teams. I'm sure if he, it would be recognized more in Atlanta than it was when he played, you know, two years at the Yankees or a year in Cleveland. It's just that's how it is and will always be. So don't hate on a situation like that, you know, because like Mark said, I understand it's touching and it's a touchy subject, but I thought Monday, everybody did, you know, some great tributes because it's personal, you know, me to this day, I still wear polka dots on my pants. I wear polka dots on my pants to celebrate dusty roads. So people can never forget dusty roads. And that's because he was my friend. I don't care what I look like in polka dots. If people say, oh, you're trying to bite off of dusty roads. And it's like, yes, I'm showing a tribute to him. So that is all I want to say on that. And there we're wrestling fans. We shouldn't have this great divide between WWE and AEW. If you like one and don't want like the other, cool. Then don't, you know, watch the other. But for me, I watch frigging everything. Yeah. And you know what, guys, like, uh, I'm not going to make it a fight. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Uh, I was, I want to go to Brandon in Atlanta in a second, but before we do, um, you should be happy that the WWE shows, and does anything Brody Lee because there's these things called royalties and everything he's going to get paid until the end of time. He's going to get those WWE royalty checks and those are going to go to his wife and his kids. So let all of that stuff alone. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? NBA first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. All right. Here we go. You heard the imaging. Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence along with yours truly, the world's strongest man, on a Saturday morning edition of Busted Open. Guys, we're here for the weekly winner, and I am I mean, for a change, you know, I thought Monday Night Raw stepped up. They did a hell of a job. Big time. Um uh, it's been a while since, and and I'm I'll go first, Tommy. I'm sorry, I I I I jumped I jumped right into it, but I jumped right into it because I was excited. You're and there. you're in the heat, bro. I'm selling for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, man. It's like keep old selling, school. brother. Just keep selling. Just keep selling. <laughs> sell up, sell up on the ropes. I get you. I break you down. Um, I thought I thought Raw showed showed the world that they can do it when they want to. And I'm just hoping that that trend 
continues for the rest of the month. Uh, we're in a new year um, and, and, and leading up into the rest of the year. Um, it can be done. Um, Drew McIntyre is one of those guys that regardless of where you put him, he shines. Everybody cares. Um, you, you, you led into, you had a, at the end of that show, you had a cliffhanger that rivaled a lot of things that we've seen throughout the years on, on really strong television shows. I had friends of mine that called me and said, Hey man, that was, you know, setting people on fire. That's pretty strong. You know, maybe we should stay away. And you know what? I heard both. I heard some people go, Ooh, that was pretty strong. I, I like that. And then I heard people that said, you know what, man, like, uh, burning a young girl, uh, that, that, that sounds, I said, did it happen? And it was like, no, I was like, but it was implied. And I was like, you know what? We, there's a lot of things that are implied on television, but, um, you know, I saw a commercial the other day, a giant dragon was chasing a guy and it ended up being a vaping commercial. You know, no, the dragon didn't get him because he decided no vaping for me. Stuff's well, bad for, for someone you. who has actually been on fire several times, there is a big difference between implied and actually going on fire. <laughs> yes, so, let me just tell I, you that. You know, I'll let I'll leave I'll leave that conversation <laughs> to you about when we get to it about uh, people being on fire because uh, I'm not down for that, sir. But um, it was a really really good show, and when you get to Wednesday and you have a tribute show like we had with AEW, um, man, I, I cried, I laughed, I, I was entertained, I wanted to, you know, it was good to see Ten get in the ring and do what I knew he could do alone. Um, bro, seeing young Brody, um, you know, represent his father well. Uh, MJF just continues to be uh, the best heel in pro wrestling right now. Um, uh, NXT was, and I'm 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 kind of glancing over because I want to get to Tommy's thoughts, um, and I kind of have an idea of where I, where I stand. But NXT was just dynamite, guys. I mean, it was a really really good show that we talked about it earlier. Uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Rochelle Gonzalez. Uh, that was about as real uh, of, of entertainment that I've seen in pro wrestling in a while. Um, you know, I have to give a shout out to to the big big guys. You know, I I love seeing um, Bronson Reed return and 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 go into the match that he had with Swerve Scott. It was really really good. And Leon Ruff and Johnny Gargano, they just did almost the impossible. Um, you know, watching uh, Karrion Cross um, in the way that he presented himself was spectacular, uh, to say the least. And, I mean, 
you get the SmackDown, and what we saw last night on SmackDown, SmackDown was a really, really entertaining show. It, it, it's, it's been that way for the last two months or more, uh, maybe going on three months. Um, it is kind of become the new flagship show of WWE program. And uh, there have been some more battles between Friday Night Smackdown and NXT than there has been Friday Night Smackdown and Monday Night Raw. So um, this week uh, was really, really good for pro wrestling. But I would have to give my weekly winner to AEW. The celebration, if you will, of Brody's life and his impending home going uh, was one that I, I have to hang my hat on. I mean, uh, I'm going to miss my brother. And I enjoyed watching everyone step up. People, people work. There, I guarantee you there were some conversations from the brass to the talent. Work like that every week. And Brody would want you to. Work like that every week. And your ratings will go up. You work like that every week, guys and girls, y'all will make more money. And and speaking of guys and girls, the the, the women did such a really good job on, on Wednesday on AEW. You, you had more fervor. You had more uh I, I wanna I wanna represent and you did that. You shine. So um weekly winner, AEW. Tommy? Uh I'm in agreement with you uh, across the board. Monday Night Raw, strong showing, uh, athletic comp matches, competitive matches, uh, furthering of storylines. And yes, that cliffhanger, some people may not want to see that type of stuff, but to go off the air with it, I think was a cool move. If you're going to have your pure wrestling fans, you're going to hate it. But if you're going to have your compelling story uh, being told, it's a hell of a way to go off the air. It really, really is. And it shined and it proved because if, hey, I hate, hate talking about them, but the ratings were up for Monday Night Raw. I agree with your assessment with Drew McIntyre. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And I can't wait to get the, out of this pandemic so we can see the butts in the seats to show wow. what a great champion he is. Tuesday, Impact was a recap show with some further promos, so I really can't uh, add to that. Wednesday, oh my gosh, Wednesday. I have not physically been able to watch the or emotionally able to watch the AEW show, but everyone has been talking about, and from every clip I've seen, and I've seen a lot, they talk about perfection. And when you say there's a perfect show, that's very, very hard to do. And I've been a part of those emotional shows. And, you know, it's <clears throat> they're hard. They're hard for everybody. But again, to get through them. NXT off the charts. If this wasn't a memorial show or a show to celebrate Brody Lee's life, NXT was you need to go back and watch NXT you're doing yourself a disservice as a wrestling fan not to watch this week's NXT. 
And then SmackDown, like you said, has been the flagship. I think WWE also has something that reminded me of a little the Attitude Era with this trio of um, Otis, Daniel Bryan, and uh, Gable. They reminded me of Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati and Brian Christopher, where anything can happen and you have this entertaining faction together with different styles. But man, there is something to those guys. I loved the Street Profits showing injury and the aggressiveness of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. They now have new T-shirts where they're giving themselves a, a new name, which is pretty cool. Um, there, there's a lot on the horizon. And yes, the, the guy who's been carrying the flagship show, Roman Reigns, uh, off the charts, if we're recapping everything. But yes, the sh- it has to go to when I say a perfect show, it's a perfect show. And I told you what I watched. And I watched that ending video, the showing of people who worked in the WWE showing him with, you know, the Wyatt family and then why I know it was the weekly winner. And the you had so many people within WWE currently contracted wrestlers. They're not promoting or tagging AEW, but when, as soon as AEW ended, they would, they wrote, what a great show. Wow. What a great way to celebrate um, Brody Lee's life. They did, they went above and beyond for, for saying that the other show was a great show. And so that it's my weekly winner as well. And again, from the lighting to the armbands to basically like saying, Hey, his son booked the show. You don't have those things. And that, that realism, because everything was real about it and having men cry, like you said, and women cry and everyone being sad and breaking down. And that that's what a wrestling community does. And that from that opening scene where everybody was on the stage to the heartfelt promos to everything on social media, definitely the weekly winner this week. And hopefully we don't ever have to have another show like that. But if there was ever a perfect way to celebrate someone's life, it is. It it sucks because it was such a great show, but because of something that happened so tragic. But if I use a baseball reference, even though WWE was the first live gathering after 9-11, everyone talks about Mike Piazza's home run uh, that helped the the world heal through baseball after 9-11. So it's an amazing thing to have to go through because we need those things as our community grows. Thank you, Tommy. Man, that was that was that was, that was real. Um, we both chose AEW. Uh, I think that a lot of the fans, we got people on. on we have callers still on. Uh, we'll get to them here in a second. But I, I just wanted to um, say that you know, our guys in the in the on the boards, you know, said that uh, Monday Night Raw the ending and the way things transpired kind of reminded them of when, you know, that, that, that scene of, uh, um, Brian, um, Brian Pillman and the gun, 
like that that was the last time that they felt that way and um i i see it i i mean it it gave you kind of the same type of feeling um but you know what man i think it stood on its own um it was a hell of a cliffhanger and it was meant for tv uh people are going to agree and disagree but that's what this show is about <laughs> we're, we're, there, we're there's no concrete you know in this in this show like this this is ever moving earth if you will um i i want to i want to go on record right now saying that um uh little brody uh i was talking to my son jacob and we we always hung out a lot whenever it was wrestlemania or some of the jewel events um our families always sat together because I, uh, you know, Brody was little Brody is a, was a big fan of mine and I enjoyed hanging out with him and playing and uh, he and my son wrestled all the time and he would, Jacob would pick him up and twirl him around and stuff. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we can continue to have that relationship with the family. So, um, if anybody is in the family, I do not have his wife's phone number and I would appreciate it if y'all could pass the message along to her to reach out to me on social media. Um, so we can continue to keep the kids wrestling. I know he, he's amateur, Brody's amateur wrestling, Jacob's amateur wrestling. Um, there's a lot of camps and stuff that I'd like to invite him to. So we, we'll have a good time, but um let's get back to some callers so we don't get in trouble with the uh being called a Dave. No um, LaGreca in here. No no LaGreca in. Uh let's go to Steven in Philly, if you're still holding. If you're still on there, Steven. Hello. Steven. There he is. Yay, hey Mark. Hey Tommy, how you guys doing today? Good, good brother, good. What's going uh, yeah, on? I was just calling in. Uh not much actually. I was uh just wanted to let you guys know. I'm a first-time caller, but I've been listening to your show ever since COVID started. Wrestling's been my thing. I'm 34 years old. I've been listening, watching wrestling my whole life. I've watched you, Mark, since I've been growing up. Tommy, I used to go to ECW Arena. I watched you get thrown through five tables with Brian Lee over the stage when you have them on match. <laughs> I was there. I, I Listen, man, I've been a huge fan of you my whole entire life. I, I love it. And, um, you know, I'm calling in because, you know, that Brody Lee passing the other day, when what you just said, watching that AEW show really brought, like, struck home because I'm a father. My son just turned eight months today. And, you know, it made me feel like that, I, that's how you got to be a dad. And, like, it shows that you guys are such good people. You're not just wrestlers, that you guys are just family, man. You guys are just great people. And, uh, you know, it's not just about wrestling. You guys have families that you take care of. And, Tommy, I hear you talking about your kids all the time, and it brings tears to my eyes. Like, I've never cried during a wrestling show. I don't really cry much around wrestling, but let me tell you, that show brought stuff home for me. And you guys have been a big help for me. Well, thank you, Well, man. brother, thank you for calling. Don't let it be the last time. We're- hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. 
New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. We're on the home stretch with myself and the world's yeah, strongest, no. Mark Henry. Oh, how do you how do you interrupt that song. song, man? I hate. Oh, just, uh, <laughs> must be hard being a real DJ. You just like you guys supposed to do all your inserts and let the music play. We're the opposite. Yeah, we we talk through our entrances, through our <laughs> intros. <laughs> we like hum along with it. I sing through most of the songs. But you know what, man? It's necessary. Like you gotta have a good time. If you if you sit around and, and dwell in the sadness the whole time, you're gonna do yourself a disservice. Well, you just popped me and I just got a little bit of uh coffee through my nose there, so thank you. Oh, I love you. Sorry, man. <laughs> That's a good bird. Woo. Wow. And that's well, I'll tell you, us. man, um, are you, you you're a football fan? I'm an everything fan. Listen, man, um, you know, we're in the Mimosa Minute. All right. My my thing is the Cowboys, me and Jacob, uh, we wanted the Cowboys to lose so we can get a high <laughs> draft pick. And I know you're not supposed to cheer against your team. But they won three in a row. And now they have a chance to win another one this weekend. Uh, even if they win in the Washington Redskins, if the Washington, uh, excuse me, the Washington football team, if they win, then, you know, it was all for naught. We should have lost the three games. So I'm hoping that the Washington team loses, Cowboys win, and we go to the playoffs, and uh, anything can happen from that point. Um, Probably more the fact that we'll lose, but um, anything can happen. And it'll, it'll actually be worth it then. Because you got to, you won the East and you got to go to the playoffs. So that's, that's kind of like my thing. And I'll, and, and I'm going to the reunion show on Monday. I will be there. You will see me. Maybe. Wow. Uh, big bust and, and, open and scoop. Big scoop. And I got my, my personal assistant is going to be going with me. What's up, everybody? Jacob, what's going on? What's up? You're headed to Raw too. Yes, I'm going to be a special assistant. Nice. That's a that's a busted open exclusive. How yes. old are you now, Jacob? I'm 15. Oh my God! There's like six more years before you'd be putting me through a table somewhere, like your dad, because I'll still be wrestling. I'm still stupid, um, but uh, I'm sure. Uh, and I owe you a lot because you're probably the most intelligent wrestling fan that I ever met since a little, little kid, man. You've been ingrained in this second generation world's strongest. Uh, well, you'll have fun at Raw. I know you will. Oh, yeah, definitely. To coax your dad out of retirement. Come on now. He's still Coaching young. Out of die those be- no. He always he'd die those grays. He's back. Yeah, possibly. I'll think about it. <laughs> Grab the pink jacket somewhere. Find okay, it. Okay, now I gotta take that. I gotta take <laughs> this. I gotta. All right, Tommy, stop it. Yeah, see, I, I I disappear for like ten seconds, and you're already trying to put me back in the ring. Just when you thought you were out, I'll drag you back in. Hey, but you got it right. You know that uh, I can't go to Raw with my beard gray like this. So today. I have to diet because I know Vince will see me and go, you need to go see the makeup <laughs> artist. Tell him to dye that thing. I'll never forget. Horrible. We were in Boston 
and the Iron Sheik was in a wheelchair and being rolled around. He's in a wheelchair and I'm sitting there talking all of a sudden. He goes, oh, Tommy, quick, pick me up, pick me up. I pick him up out of his wheelchair and he's leaning with his cane. Here comes Vince. He's like, Sheik. He's like, Vince, how are you? They're having a lovely conversation. Vince walks away. And I go, Sheik, you're able to stand. He goes, I'm a beat up, but you never know another run. And I'm like, you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> and But he looked at me. He looked at me with all honesty. He's like, you never know. You One know what, more Vince, run, you're brother. You're in a wheelchair. You can't have another run. You have gray hair. You can't have another run, Mark. You never know, man. I mean, you know. If you really think about gray hair. I said I was going to wrestle this year. I will put That's you in a figure four because I know you have a you have a leg infection. I'm going right after it. Oh wow, what a horrible human being! <laughs> God, Tommy, I'll bite the, your infection. I, mean, I hate and the, suck it out. I hate to bust your bubble, but the infection is gone. Yes, see, yeah, a good thing it's for gone. 2021. 2021 is on the rise, baby. Uh, I get this cast off in three weeks, and I'll be kicking people in the ass with it. Well, I told you straight up. I told everyone you have gout. So that's I started that room. Sorry. I'm one of those bad people that like to stir it up. I apologize. I don't I don't have the gout, but uh <laughs> too much shellfish for the world's strongest man. No more red meat, no more self. <laughs> I, I turned into Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. Nice the gout. Well, oh uh, so what, what are you watching, man? You said Cobra Kai. You said Cobra I'll, Kai is the thing. Cobra Kai, and for everyone, the Sweet Daddy Seeky documentaries on uh, Ooh. Amazon Prime. You really got to watch it. David Arquette, Hard to Kill Him, is on Amazon Prime. There's a lot of really good you stuff. You can't kill Amazon. David Arquette. So uh, go to watch your college football bowl games today. Watch some Cobra Kai. Enjoy life. Go Giants. And uh, that's it for me. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.